Welcome back to the Whatnots Reactor Core. I almost said the wrong show here. Welcome back to the Whatnots Reactor Core. <laughs> My name is Kyle Springer, and I am joined by Melissa Wilkinson. Melissa, how are you? I'm doing fine, Kyle. How is your weekend? My weekend is pretty good. You are looking quite festive in, in your uh, I- <laughs> Hawaiian shirt there. My my friend Jack and I, friend of the podcast, joked about how we should go see movies wearing what we know the director wears on set, <laughs> which we didn't do. But I thought, well, if I'm going to podcast about it, let me throw At on my, my Taika Waititi style Hawaiian shirt. There you go. Good stuff. Uh, Taika Waititi, indeed. Because this week, indeed, this, this time, yes. this episode, True. we are discussing Thor, Love and Thunder. Uh, this is going to be a big old spoiler cast. Mm-hmm. We'll have uh, all the details, all the stuff we thought, liked, didn't like, discussing all the spoilers and Easter eggs and all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, let's let's start with our our general thoughts of just how, how did did you like it? How was the experience? What did you think? Let's start there. So, M- Melissa, Thor Love and Thunder. How did you like it? Uh, it was very funny and very sweet uh, and visually had a lot of very cool stuff in it. I had a great time. Absolutely. Uh, mm-hmm. I had a blast watching this. Uh, this was a lot of fun. It's a really, really, really great movie. It's very solid. Uh, I, I, th- there are some things I did not like about this film. Mm-hmm. I don't think that ruined my overall experience of the mm-hmm. movie. I still think mm-hmm. this is a real solid movie, but I think it held it back from truly being great. Um, uh-huh. But it's still still one that I'm I'd say, go see this. Don't let anything stop you. Uh, go have fun. It's it's <laughs> nothing. Funny. It's action. If you're in chains. Break yep. out of the chains. Yep. Escape yeah. from a cave. Get to your local AMC for <laughs> Thor Love and Thunder. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, it, it, it was good. It was a lot of fun. Where does this rank on your Thor movie oh. viewings? How, how, is oh, this your gosh. favorite one? Is this in the middle? Is this, I hated this one. You, you gotta stop putting fake joke words like that in my mouth. Oh, I, I think I like it more than I like Ragnarok. I don't know. I'd have to watch okay. this one a couple more times. I can never come up with rankings immediately. I don't think any human should. <laughs> there you go. I yeah. I I think personally, I like this one more than Ragnarok. Um, mm. I have a feeling that that's not going to be the popular opinion. Um, ah. I, I I think people will say Ragnarok was funnier, um, but I guess just my my quick thoughts on Ragnarok is that it it had so many jokes and relied so much on its humor that the more emotional beats didn't really get much room to mm. breathe or at, at, at least as much room as I would have liked. And I felt mm. this movie matured. Um, it's yeah, not yes. it's not toned down because it's the same comedy, the same type of that. It's the same stuff. But I feel like there were emotional beats in here that were given some space to actually be like, oh, wow. Yeah, this is an emotional moment. 
here and it's not followed up by some fart joke or some joke about mm. how Loki disguised himself as a snake and 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 that right it, it just like lots of comedy but I, I I think I think I found myself laughing out loud more yeah. in Ragnarok yes then oh no I, th- I I I don't remember Ragnarok I I think Ragnarok was a November release, as many of these have been, and it was a a, a holiday season where I was very busy. I, I and I I remember going to the movie and feeling like I don't know if I retained that. I think I've got too much rolling around in my head. I'd have to see that again. Don't remember how much I I laughed out loud in Ragnarok. Did laugh aloud. Did laugh aloud a lot in this one. Uh, fun theater experience. I saw it with yeah, a, a pretty decently sized theater. There was some good pops in there. It was nice atmosphere. That's fun. That's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, let me see. Let me pull up some box office mojo stuff here. Uh, I always like to do the box office mojo stuff on it's these only, spoiler It's only casts. Sunday afternoon. Yeah, I don't know so we, when, when the week. We've got a couple more hours left for the opening weekend to still be called. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, we are recording this on the Sunday afternoon uh, of opening weekend. Uh, currently, domestically, it has made one hundred and forty three million dollars. Uh, internationally, it has made one hundred and fifty nine million. And that means worldwide it has made three hundred and two million dollars so far. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I think I saw something that said this was the best opening weekend for a thor movie oh good Could be wrong on that oh no, i'll bet so yeah don't quote me but uh yeah it tracks it makes sense i believe that highly anticipated that's for sure <laughs> i saw some little video put out by like the marvel entertainment youtube channel just some little 30 second blurb and the thumbnail was number one movie in the world and i'm like yeah all of them are like show <laughs> me the one that movie, isn't yeah right because it's 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 number one movie in the world, but then they always have some like qualifier of like number one movie in the world of action movies of this the, of but, this but weekend for, but, of that like <laughs> right. But for movies of this stature, I feel like yeah, that's true. You aren't like number one in your genre or number one for movies in like think, X amount of theaters or something. I think that just is you. I think uh. G- Guru, the rise of Guru did a, a better opening weekend than th- this. Uh, but that's also partly because it, there was a whole TikTok meme of th- <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, <laughs> Thor: Love and Thunder. I had a blast. Uh, mm-hmm. I highly recommend it. It ends up being very heartwarming. Very. Cute. Yes. Um. There, there are some in in the way it depicts or the villain. There are some scarier, just ways to depict it. I I wouldn't he classify this as a horror movie. Uh, no. In, not not in the slightest. But it's, he's no Wanda. So, yeah. The the <laughs> like visual way they show him and all of his monsters and stuff can be pretty frightening um so i I, for younger kids i I think be aware of that but at the same time uh there is a very very uh heartwarming scene with a bunch of kids uh in this as well uh that that actually made me tear up 
And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I love this. This is great. Um, so, uh, yeah, good movie indeed. Good movie indeed. Um, OK, so we are going to take a quick break for some housekeeping uh, to get that out of the way. And then when we come back, we will dive into the movie and start breaking it down and talking about it and discussing all the spoilery Easter egg goodness. So we will be right back. We put a lot of hard work into the shows that we make. And yes, we make multiple different shows here at The Whatnots, and we'd love it if you check them all out. You can find out more information on our website at thewhatnots.com, as well as your favorite podcasting platform of choice. When you type in The Whatnots, all of our shows will pop up right there. Just don't forget to give us a nice rating and review if you like the shows. If you want to support what we do here at The Whatnots, patreon.com slash The Whatnots is the best place to do that. You can support us for as little as a dollar a month. You can get all kinds of exclusive content at the $3 tier. You can also get a shout out and a thank you on all of our shows at the $5 tier. You can support us on Twitch by subscribing to our channel at twitch.tv slash The Whatnots. And we would love to have you all join us for our live streams and talk with us in the chat. And lastly, we have merch. If you'd like to grab yourself a shirt or a sweatshirt or a mug or something else, go to the whatnots.com slash store to pick up some merch today. And we are back. A big shout out to all of our Patreon supporters. Thank you. Thank you so thank much. Thank you. We appreciate it. Uh, thank you to all of our YouTube subscribers, too. Hi. At, at the time of recording this, we are one subscriber away from our next milestone, which is 420. Uh, so <laughs> thank you all for getting us uh, to 400 and past it. Thank uh, you. 420 was the, the next one we were hoping to right. get. And we're, which, we're almost which, right there. <laughs> which marks nothing. We will do nothing to celebrate 420. <laughs> we will point at it and laugh we'll and like, then go yeah, on with nice. our days. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Um, on Let's see. On the review show, which is another mm. one of the podcasts that we uh, do here at the Whatnots. Um, Melissa, you and I just recorded one on Destroy All Monsters. A 1969 uh-huh. kaiju movie. It has Godzilla. It has King Ghidorah. It has Rodan. It has Mothra. Uh, it, it it was a lot of fun. I had a blast watching that mm-hmm. one. But it is exactly what you expect. Yeah. Rubber suits. Miniature cities. Cheesy kaiju movie. It was great, though. Um, on the captain's log, man, we had a lot of chaos happen this past week on the captain's log. It was a lot of fun. I accidentally ended the podcast early. We had to start (laughs) to stream back up. These these are the antics we get up to. Sometimes Kyle (laughs) hits the wrong button and then we go back to what we're talking about. I'm a mess. We Um, talk about Mountain Dew. You hit the wrong button. We talk about Mountain Dew some more and then we talk about Synod Candles. Yeah, we we had to describe what we thought Thor Love and Thunder would be mm. if it was a scented candle. Um, so, yeah, that is the captain's log. Uh, and then Crossplay, our video game podcast. Last time we recorded, uh, it was a smaller show, uh, but there was starting to be some more video game news out stuff. We're getting excited for in the coming months. Uh, I, I have that uh, cyberpunk cat game called stray that i'm looking forward to which is out later this month uh but yeah that is our video game podcast crossplay 
that you guys can go check out. But I think that is about it for housekeeping. All that stuff is up on our YouTube page as well. So mm-hmm. go find it. Go have some fun. Go watch more of our shows. Um, <laughs> yes, thank you. So last bit of housekeeping, I actually did think of uh, a few more things Ooh. here on the reactor core. We are doing our reactions to Miss Marvel. Uh, the finale is this next week. Uh, so that will be this the, the next one that we record. I think mm-hmm. uh, number 76. Uh, but then um, if you want more Thor content, on the review yeah. show, Melissa, you and I covered uh, the Mighty Thor. Is, is, that, mm-hmm. is that, the, that the one? Volumes one and two. If you want to know more about Jane Foster Thor, yes. uh, we covered those first two volumes of the comics uh, that you guys can go check out. Let me see if I can actually find it real fast. Here it was on... it was recently. It was just earlier this spring. It was. Let's see here. Don't it have a number. Thor, Goddess of Thunder. Episode 201 of the review show. Uh, So, yeah, not too long ago, we we watched breaking off a hondo with Jane Foster. Some 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 great comics to check out here. Um, Cool. With that, I say we get into spoilers. Yeah. Okay. here we go. Um, So we'll do what we always do. You're on the show. Do uh-huh. some kind of large bur- brush strokes of what the plot is. But we'll just use that as jumping off points uh, to discuss mm. the film. Melissa, this one starts yep. out with gore and he's on his dying planet. It seems like he's yeah. one of the 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 only survivor of uh, of his planet. Uh, uh-huh. And he has his daughter in his arms and she mm-hmm. dies. He's praying to save her, all of the stuff. And once mm-hmm. she passes away, he is led by this mysterious whispering voice into this oasis where he finds the not where he finds not only the God that he was praying to, but more godlike beings. Yeah. Uh, and he sees the body of another god who has died, and there beside him lays the necro sword. Um, mm. And Gore kind of confronts this god, and is just like, "Hey, what the hell, dude? Like, I, I've, I've been praying. Did, did you, did you not pick up my call?" Uh, and the god is just kind of. Brushing him off, ignoring him, and that leads Gogor to picking up the Necros Horde, stabbing him, and then mm. vowing that all gods must die. Yeah, that's what our think cold of, open. Well, what did you think of Gore? I liked it. I liked starting with this villain. I thought that was fun. That was a mm-hmm. similarly impactful opening we got in Moon Knight, starting with Arthur Harrow. I love the opening camera angle itself looking at this dry barren cracked desert and it's like a camera this really interesting camera angle where we're just seeing Gore's shadow projected across the landscape this uh uh, preview of what's to come with his shadow powers with his black and white shadow world 
I dug it. And then I like the very, the, the oasis with the flower people. Immediately, this film has got so many very rad looking things in it. Yeah. A rad movie from start to finish. Raddest movie of the year, says Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think this movie is interesting because it does feel like the the next step of all right so here's the visual thing that we did in mm. ragnarok how can we make more like how how do we yeah. move that to the next level here and yeah i think by including all of these different gods and the cultures mm. that they represent uh especially once we get down to that uh i forget the name of it but that's heady where all the gods omnipotent are omnipotent city are omnipotent city thank you um yeah, that just like to see all of it mixed into one big thing is just wild to to see. I think this movie is absolutely a visual treat. Um, some of my favorite things that the MCU has done visually happen yeah. in this movie. Um, it's really, really cool. But yeah, Gore, Gore, the God Butcher. Um I man, he looked awesome. He looked demonic. Yeah. He looked great. Yes. Uh, I I think he was a really really good villain. I think he was underserved. Um, I in 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 the comics they build him uh-huh. up more. I understand, right? And they they give yeah. him they 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 spend more time telling stories of Thor across his lifetime running into these gods that have been butchered and have been killed Mm. and realizing in like present day to day that gore has been doing this for centuries and that he's he's been like murdering these these gods and the it's gotten to a point where thor has now like noticed it and put it together that like these weren't just like one-off random like oh that's Mm. weird that a god got murdered it was like this has been building up. This has been yeah. slowly yeah. happening. Whereas I, I don't think this movie really got to spend mm. the necessary amount of time to build him up in that way and actually make him super sc- I mean, like sc- scary in that sense that he is a formidable threat. Whereas I feel like in this, it was just like, oh, he wants to kill all the gods. That's not good. I guess we should go ask for help. And, and, and yeah. then it was, it was just like, well, I mean, sure, like that you you would probably want to ask for help with that. But he was more scary visually than yeah. he was in his actions in what he was uh-huh. doing with like what, what you saw him do. I feel yeah, that's how I felt. Yeah, I I do love his design. I love the way his eyes like glisten. He'll come out of the shadows. You can barely see him, but those eyes will shine like a cat's. So eerie. Yeah, I I think you're right about the the stakes. We hear of these murders of these gods, but we don't feel a lot of ripple effects. There aren't a lot of moments where it feels like the characters really have their backs against the wall. That the stakes Mm -hmm. are truly very, very dire. Yeah. Um, but after that, we pick up with Thor and we get to hear a little bit more of his story because Korg is telling his mm. story. 
he's being like, let me let me tell you the legend of Thor. Um, mm-hmm. And he's recounting all of his his stories and how he became worthy and then was not worthy. And then he became worthy again. And he met Jane and this and that and mm. all sorts of stuff. Um, we get to see his little workout montage with the big yeah. old chains. Um, and Th- Thor is back to being fit, godlike, ripped Thor. He's no longer mm-hmm. fat Thor that we saw in Endgame. Um, which I, I have to say, I kind of like fat Thor. Thor. <laughs> Great All Thors design. are good. Yeah, good at any are. size. They are. But man, I, I just I love that one. <laughs> Great design. Um, <laughs> uh, but so we pick up with Thor. He's been kind of trying to find himself. Who is mm. he? Uh, what truly makes him worthy? Is he worthy of love? All, you know, just the thinking about these big questions. And he's been doing all of that while he's hanging out with the guardians of the galaxy. Uh, and uh, they they are saving one civilization. Uh, and in the process of saving them, he ruins the one uh, like yeah. monument thing that he's supposed to save. Um, so thought. Thor is uh got some work to do, got some things <laughs> to work on still. Um, but uh eventually the deeds of gore have kind of caught up to the guardians. They see uh on their map just a bunch mm. of these distress calls. Uh and he sees one from Lady Sif. Um yeah. and that is kind of what separates him from the guardians. Uh, to go actually investigate uh, like, hey, what it, what, what mm. is happening here with this stuff? Um, thoughts on Thor and the Guardians and, you know, me, Kyle, stuff? you're big Gu- 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 Guardians. They're my darlings. <laughs> yeah, I was so good to see them again. It was interesting to see that Star-Lord has warmed up to Thor because last time we saw them together, he's like, I don't want this guy in on my turf. I'm I'm the captain of this ship. I think I'm the cool, handsome one. Why is this other guy here? But he's going <laughs> to open up to Thor. And like he's very open about his emotions with like uh, losing Gamora and what he's been mm-hmm. through with that. And he's like, if you've been through something similar, like feel those feelings. Like I could really see a lot of growth in that character and, and in the dynamic they have between each other off screen. And I like that that was there. I think my fa- maybe my favorite joke in the whole movie is when they get back to the ship after this battle and they're like, Oh, crackle. And that's where you are. And he's like, yeah, you told me to stay with the ship. And this alien woman comes up behind him and he's like, this is Glenda. We're married. And they're yeah. like, crackle. And you have to stop getting married on every planet we go to. I, the thing that I love about that joke is the reaction of his wife. She's not sh- shocked. She's she she seems okay with it and kind of agrees. They're just like, yeah, you gotta stop marrying like right. every planet we, we, we go, go to. I love 
I love Craglin. He's the perfect like sideline character to put that joke on. We never check in with Craglin. We never see him on his own. He could have twenty spouses across the galaxy. I, 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 yeah. Or are they all on that ship, and we just haven't <laughs> seen them yet? <laughs> right, There's like no when the pink room. lady wakes up at the very beginning of the first movie, and Peter's like, right gotta be honest forgot you were here <laughs> yeah exactly exactly uh, man yeah i i loved seeing the guardians uh in this it was great to check in on them uh especially since it's been quite a while since guardians mm-hmm. 2 i think the next time we'll see them is in the christmas special that's coming yes. out later this year right yeah, and then in yeah. their movie, I believe next uh, May 5th. So we, it is nice that after a dry spell, we're getting like three Guardians-related things within one year of each other. Which yeah. does help the feeling that I thought there was going to be a little bit more Guardians in this movie. Not a lot more, but like 10 more minutes of screen time. Much, but well, yeah. I, that's what I was initially thinking, but then uh, you know, it's like bits came out about the production. I'm like, maybe they're a little bit larger in this than I thought they were. And like the goats, um, after saving, you know, attempting to save this planet's uh, temple, they're like, oh, Thor, you are a hero. It's, we give all our heroes a gift. We're giving you these goats, and they're like, we need to offload these goats. We're giving them to the guy who smashed the temple. And I remember, like, hearing some bit about how Taika Waititi installed the goats so that, like, James Gunn would have to pick up that storyline later. So I thought there would be some button with the Guardians at the end of the movie where they came back, you know, like, oh, you guys have to keep the goats now or something. I don't know. I I thought there was going to be a tiny bit more, just a fraction, fraction more. It's, I'm, I'm imagining in the next Guardians movie, they'll do a similar thing where... The, the first bit that we see is when Thor is still with them and we, we might just mm, get like yeah. an extra scene there. So he might have oh, okay. these goats just on on the ship that just scream these these goats tooth Nasher and tooth grinder. I don't think they're actually named in the movie. Uh, yeah, I think so. But that's what they're named in the comics. Uh, and they just scream they have the most human scream and it just ah! <laughs> so funny. why do they exist i don't know but it, it's just they're they're great i love them it is the mm. dumbest joke and it, it is fantastic um but uh but but yeah we we, we have goats now <laughs> we've got we have goats now we have goats now. The MCU has goats. Um, goats checkbox. This was in Feige's <laughs> plan the whole time. He's got a long list. He's like, I want Nova and I want some goats. He's like, and in Thor 4, goats. <laughs> <laughs> Entire boardroom <laughs> golf claps. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, so he, Thor, goes off to investigate and catch up with Sif. Uh, what what's neat is that 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 scene of that giant like dinosaur yeah. looking thing is straight out of the comics. Like it that is the shot in the comics of Thor looking at th- at this giant monster that has been k- k- killed, uh, and th- th- that just by, by itself to know that, that is like one for one. That is the shot. Yeah. It's just like 
that's amazing. That's so cool to see that, like, mm-hmm. realistically. Oh, man. Um, but Lady Sif uh, thinks that she is dying and about to go to Valhalla, uh, to which Thor breaks the bad news that, uh, no, you have to actually die in battle. You survived the battle. Right. Um, <laughs> you can't die you, just shortly after the battle. Doesn't count. You are missing an arm, so maybe your arm is in Valhalla. Uh, which, <laughs> by the way, to skip ahead a that. small bit, when we did get to see Valhalla at the end, I would have loved to see just right. her arm there on the floor, and just like right. no one had picked it up yet, it's just sitting there. <laughs> I or think that would have been move. hilarious. It <laughs> yeah, can just scuttle around, around like thing. <laughs> it just rolls. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been hilarious um oh. but uh yeah this is when uh thor uh then picks her up and takes her back to new asgard to get her in the hospital hospital uh and we kind of pick up with a little bit of what's been happening in uh new asgard mm-hmm. here uh but before we get to that i want to go back to jane foster uh, yeah. And pick up with her. Um, so we we do get to see Jane Foster again. Natalie Portman is back reprising her role, uh, which is fantastic. I'm glad that she's in this movie. Yeah. Um, I man, uh, th- this th- Jason Aaron's run on these Thor comics that started with his uh, Gore the God Butcher story through. Uh, the mighty Thor, Thor g- 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 goddess of thunder, yeah. all the way to war and war of the realms and beyond, was incredible. It it it's a fantastic story. Uh, so to see them bring a lot of that to yeah. life here in in this has just been amazing to see. Um, and I think Natalie Portman did a phenomenal job. Mm-hmm. As Thor. Uh, Good to I, see I, her. I thought she was fantastic. Um, yeah. So r- real fast. Yeah, we, we do catch up with Natalie Portman. Uh, we do get to see a little bit more of her relationship with Thor of what that was yeah. like through the words of Korg. Um, and uh, we get to see them kind of drifting apart uh, and after they kind of split and leave, we learn that she has cancer, uh, mm-hmm. and that, and that, uh, it is stage four. It is very aggressive, uh, and she doesn't have much longer to live. Uh, well, mm-hmm. I, I guess they're not entirely certain of that at the point we see her and meet her, yeah. but it is, yeah. hey, it's not looking good. This is real yeah. bad here. Um, yeah. Darcy comes to visit her. Happy to see like that friendship nourished. I love when she called Dr. Selvig. I yeah. love that the MCU is like, Dr. Selvig's still out there. We're not going to drop him. I don't know how often you're going to see him. Maybe there was an Easter mentioned egg for by... him and Miss Marvel, too. So. Right. He's mentioned in Miss Marvel. He's mentioned in like Far From Home. Like, I like that even if we're going to see Stellan Starsguard around, like, Dr. Eric Selvig continues to thrive in this continuity. <laughs> I don't know if thrive is the right word, especially. Well, people it, know it, his, it might be, especially like some as, random 17 year olds uh, know his name. His naked escapade over at Stonehenge, right? 
I guess you could say he's now th thriving compared to that. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, we, we, we get to see that this cancer is uh, pretty aggressive. And in re realizing that she's probably not going to survive, she turns to Asgardian magic and thinks, mm -hmm. hey, maybe something over there can heal me. Maybe Mjolnir, right? Because he had some healing powers, kind of, which it was new to me-ish. Um, so what did you think of Jane Foster, Thor, Natalie Portman? How did, how did you like her performance? It was really good to see her. There's a lot of different angles she has to play. This tragedy, this sort of stubbornness. I like when Darcy's like, you've staged four cancer. And she's like, yeah, but out of how many stages? And Darcy says, four. And Jane yeah. says, yeah, that we know of. Like she's, <laughs> she's, she's trying to be like scientifically optimistic. Right. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and to 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 be honest, I don't actually blame her, especially from her yeah. history in the the in the MCU of learning that Thor exists. There are yes. gods out there. There is more to what we thought existed. Um right? And and then it, uh if I'm not mistaken, the end game script was uh said that she was one of the people that blinked mm. out that got snapped that got yeah blipped um so yeah that i mean there, there there is more to life than people know so she's not yeah really wrong yeah i i side with like, her Ugh. yes i i i like that this perspective was in there that it is part denial and stubbornness but also like true scientific exploration of there are things out there in the world that we don't know uh, maybe I am in just a little, little minor stage of cancer. Maybe I could live for many more years. Maybe I need Asgardian magic. Maybe I had to get across the ocean. I got to go to Norway. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I think Natalie Portman is a fantastic actress. Um, we we've covered some some stuff of uh yeah. hers on the review show. I'm a big fan Black of Swan. V for Vendetta. Oh yeah, uh, that's one of my favorite hobbies. Um, yeah, I here's where my issue with this movie starts. As much as I think she's an incredible actor, as much as I think she did phenomenally as Thor. I think this movie's depiction of cancer is straight up bad. It's yeah. it's not there. I mean, she's in chemo and she's making it look like a breeze. Um, mm. And I, I, I know people who have had cancer. I've had family members who've ha ha had it and gone th through it. That's not what it looks like mm. at all. Um, Cancer, especially chemo, destroys you. Mm -hmm. Like she, if if this was to be more accurate, she would be malnourished. She would probably be yeah. angrier. She would probably be balding, uh, if not have like a buzz cut mm -hmm. and short hair. Um, she she would like seem more sickly, more malnourished, mm -hmm. more pale. Uh, just and she's sitting there like. What is this? A juice box sitting here? I, like, I, come on! Like, 
I did get the impression that this was at the very beginning of her journey with this disease. It didn't seem like this was something that had been ongoing, like it had just been diagnosed. She was just beginning treatment. Uh, but, but I do understand what you're saying. Yeah, the, yeah, that is something that could have gone a lot farther and they yeah. didn't. Um, and I, I think that's actually really important to her story. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that this movie is trying to do, too, because in the comics, yeah, her, her cancer is aggressive, but the chemo is helping some, yes. but n- not enough. And the, the, the issue is that when she picks up the h- hammer, all of the progress that the chemo has made or would have made, it all gets expelled from her mm-hmm. body. So when she turns back into Jane Foster, it's as if she's never had chemo. Mm. And and that's kind of the 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 tragedy of her character is that she she's also a doctor and a scientist. Like she wants to help people. She wants to learn and explore. And she has this new way to learn and explore and help people as like while being Thor. And it Mm. takes away her cancer. Like, why? Mm. Wouldn't she? Um, on top of that, though, in the comics, as Gagard has the science, the magic, what have you to cure her cancer? Like they mentioned that, like, hey, we can fix you. But she mm-hmm. refu- she refuses. She's like, mm-hmm. no, like I'm a human. I'm not supposed to have access to that stuff. Like you're like, I, like I'll do things my own way. But then she also wants to have her cake and eat it, too, because she wants to mm. be Thor, which heals her of this thing. But the, so, it, yeah. So this movie is trying to do that, too. But the depiction of the cancer isn't great. It's almost non-existent um, because it, like it doesn't really explain all that all that much we don't know if the chemo is making any progress yeah and and while so so at the end when she she is just like it's like she does pick up that hammer for that last fight there i felt like the impact was lessened like sure it's still Mm -hmm. sad because you know what they're trying to get at and do i just feel like it could have had so much more weight. Yeah. And it, it just feels like a missed opportunity. Um, mm-hmm. But unfortunately, that's partly because they didn't have enough space to tell that story and Gagor's story in the same movie and Thor's story in the same yeah. movie. So you don't really get the full emotional weight behind each of these st- st- mm. stories. And that sucks. But like I did say at the start, right, I think this movie did mature and allow some of that space there for mm-hmm. these more emotional stories to just get the room and the, the screen time that they d- d- deserved, at least more so than Ragnarok. Um, yeah. So like it's still like it's still like this is a good movie i get what they're mm. going for i actually think they were kind of successful in what they were yeah. going for it's just i can see that they're like this could have been so much more mm-hmm. um, yeah i and that i understand that me. so but yeah like we 
I have only read the first two volumes of the the Mighty Thor comics. I didn't read anything with gore in it. But I've heard so much about that whole run of comics and how Mm -hmm. exciting it is and how compelling it is. And I would have liked to have seen a lot of that stuff on screen. But I do understand that like an ongoing comic series and like a two hour movie have very different pacing uh, with the comic. There can be more sort of episodic adventures where she's she's changed. She's Thor. She's changed. She's Thor. She goes back and forth and the film doesn't really have room to, for her to flicker back and forth like that we don't have room to slowly explore gore as this ongoing building mystery he's just a threat that's there at that moment mm-hmm. um yeah I don't know, it's, it's just a, it's a tricky part of adaptation really i is. i appreciated yeah. that the movie was like just two straight hours just like a an mm-hmm. hour 59 minutes i I, I like a movie that owns its length that is exactly as long as it feels like it needs to be. But I, it would have been nice to have had like five extra minutes on a lot of other things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they get back to New Asgard. This is kind of where everyone sees each other again. Thor is sitting there like, Mjolnir, Mjolnir, you came back. <laughs> and then it goes back to James yeah. Foster. Uh, and he's just like, what the hell, dude? You're Thor now, too? Um, and he has to reconcile with that and with Mjolnir being back, but not really responding to him. Uh, all of this stuff. Uh, Gore eventually shows up and he kidnaps a bunch of children. Um, his whole, the whole, whole plan is to use them as bait to get Thor out mm. there. We'll discuss that in a bit here. But he kidnaps a bunch of children. Um, and, uh, the, the new, new Asgard kind of has to figure out what they're going to do about the destruction that Gore just caused, uh, as well as what, what they need to do to get their children back and all sorts of stuff. Um, and so they, they get a, a ship, they get tooth Nasher and tooth g- grinder, these flying screaming g- goats to steer the ship. They install storm breaker uh, in mm. in the ship so it can focus the uh, God. Why am I blanking on the 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 name now? The, the bi- Bifrost. Bifrost. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that they can get to the shadow realm where the kids are. All sorts of stuff is happening there. Um, I really like the like shadow monsters and stuff that gore could command uh those looked really neat i I liked how all the shadows were shifting and moving and all that stuff that was wild um Mm -hmm. but uh yeah so i guess this is where we also kind of catch up with valkyrie uh yeah we get to see what uh she has been up to as king valkyrie uh, Uh including her uh old spice commercials right. <laughs> i love that she i love that it's old spice i love that it's this very traditionally masculine brand and she's like you can smell like me valkyrie <laughs> people out there are like yes i want that i want to smell like her what's interesting is that isaiah bradley no 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 no. that's not his name that's uh the one dude from uh yeah the yeah Falcon and Winter, 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 yeah oh yeah, I, yeah um, what's the guy's I know name? What you're talking about yes 
that, that it was that the actor that did all those. Oh yes, yeah, I, I know. Right, right. You're you're close. You're close. Not, I know who you're the talking one that about. Flexes his pecs all the time. Not that guy, but the other one. Uh, yeah, the initial, the guy who was on the horse. Yes, uh, he was a, a fan fa- favorite to be casted as Luke Cage when the Netflix oh. uh, stuff was starting to be announced. All that Marvel Netflix stuff. They're like, get him. He'd be great. Uh, he was not the one that was cast, but it's kind of weird to see the, not full circle, but just the nod <laughs> to the old spice There's here, arcs. Right? There's arcs <laughs> that almost make a circle. <laughs> What's the progression of old spice in the Marvel universe? <laughs> <laughs> I demand uh, a new Rockstar's video right now. <laughs> what did you think about the kidnapping of all the kids? Um... Man, I sure love it when they kidnap kids. It's great. Favorite movie trope. Of One all- of no. my favorite. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I really liked Axel. Uh, yeah. I liked him individually. I think he's a nice addition to the cast. Didn't even know Heimdall had a son. I don't. I don't know if that's part of comics or mythological lore. The son of Heimdall. I dig him though. Um, but I don't. I feel like the stakes with Gore going around killing gods should have been high enough that he didn't need to also kidnap like 20 kids. Yes, I agree. I I don't think he needs to set a trap. The trap has already been set by him killing all of these gods and continuing to do so. Um, So, yeah, that whole thing was a little strange. I I do kind of like the payoff of it. Though, yeah, uh, we'll we'll get to that in a bit. But uh, yeah, like it, it's just it's strange. It's, I guess, a co- cool Easter egg for all the actors that a bunch. Yeah, of those that is really sweet. Are the actual kids of a lot of the actors uh, in there. That was nice. Um, but yeah, I just I don't think we really needed it. I don't mm. know. Um, but that's what they did. Yeah, they were on their way I, to the I, Shadow I did, Realm. Kids were all cute. Lots of different uh, special effects makeup on the various kids. Like, I, I liked them, but I just... Right. The, the fact these killing gods ought to be enough. That ought to be what the conflict is. He doesn't need to also kidnap your children. New yeah. Asgard. The, the people have been through enough. Yeah. I, I don't remember if this scene is here or if it's a bit later on. But when they're getting ready to go into a battle and Valkyrie's showing Jane like all these weapons, she's like, I got my sword. I got these knives. And she pulls something out and Jane says, oh, is that a grenade? And she's like, no, it's a Bluetooth speaker. speaker. And she starts playing Mary J. Blige's family affair. Uh, Loved that. Highlight of the film. Really disappointed that that song did not come back to like score an actual battle scene. Yeah. Uh, they they had some really interesting song choices that were in the <laughs> yeah. background. There was a, oh, yeah. a Sierra song in right, there. She's just quietly it, playing my yeah. goodies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "What this song? Oh my god, I remember this." Um, I, I did love. Yeah, it's um, it's an it's an interesting contrast between yeah. the like obvious like rock and roll of the like yeah. Thor. Maybe, or, or, or just like the demeanor of him and then to see axel naming himself after axel yeah. from guns and roses um 
so yeah just to see that that king valkyrie is in to like the 90s and early 2000s hip-hop and r&b yes. and stuff like that is just yes. like okay uh, I'm about i like it. it i like this. I like- <laughs> <laughs> yeah to, uh, another joke i really liked in the movie i want to say that like the play that recaps all of ragnarok I'm glad they were back amazing yes yes they're all there my the audience i was with cheered so loud for the mere appearance of melissa mccarthy before she even says anything this audience lights up it was a moment <laughs> of joy that's awesome that's so cool <laughs> yeah I, I i like that they're back and i like that they 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 are back not only as a bit i mean it's still a bit their whole thing was a yeah. bit right but they they're given a little bit more characterization as like yeah hey, we are the theater troupe in as guard <laughs> like gore just att- attacked and they're sitting there like we need entertainment we need to make a play about this like how how can we spin this all right all right we we open on a dark night right and yeah like all this and they just it's like oh okay they're off on their next one here we go uh-huh um, i'm happy for them i'm happy that they feel <laughs> such purpose in their life fantastic um but yeah so gore had attacked and kidnapped a bunch of the kids went off to the shadow realm uh thor is kind of using heimdall's magic to astral project himself kind of uh to the kids to be like hey we're on our way we're getting help like just sit tight we'll be here soon um and then Shortly after after this, this is when they go to Omnipotent City, where they go to ask the other gods for help. Uh, and they they see gods from uh, Wakanda and from uh, South America and from Africa, mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. Asia, from uh, all, all sorts of different things. Yeah. There was Bao, the dumpling god. <laughs> yeah. Which, isn't that what the that that Pixar uh <laughs> like is isn't that yeah very reminiscent of Bow the Short yes yeah um they have all sorts of stuff in there that was so neat to to see Beautiful. Like I said, it's just it's a visual spectacle to yeah. to see all of that stuff it's wild mm-hmm. um but yeah they go to ask Zeus for help uh. Z- Zeus. Oh my god. Zeus in this movie was too much to handle. I I was just his, his too hot like, for fl- screens. Like his extra, like I'm not even sure the the right word, just like his extra like flamboyant yeah. movements yeah. and when he t- t- turned and then curtsied down the, the, the oh stairs. Oh my god. With his little little skirt. Great. No Great. need I no need it. to lift it up when you're going downstairs. <laughs> it's so unnecessary. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, th- that's a, a g- g- great word. Just unnecessary like, <laughs> extra <laughs> movement. Just yeah. doing everything. Um Oh man, I loved him um, in in this. But yeah, they they ask Zeus for 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 help. He says no. Then they're like, "All right, well, can we at least get your little lightning bolt weapon mm-hmm. uh, thing?" And he says no. Uh, and then a big fight breaks out as uh, he throws this big lightning bolt at Thor, who catches it 
throws it back, and it goes right through Zeus, seemingly killing him. Yeah. Um, and yeah, then chaos ensues here. Um, thoughts about omnipotent city? More of these gods here. Uh, the the <sighs> whole like as he's like whipping yeah. his lightning bolt thing around. <laughs> he's known for his entrances. <laughs> I I love the design. This is something the MCU has just been excelling at lately is visual design, especially for these more abstract cosmic magic things. We're going to get to something later that is like pulled straight out of the comics and looks so good on screen. I was mm-hmm. so excited. It's fun. I, I, I like that this is all of Russell Crowe's performance choices. Amazing. I like how many, how many Oscar winners are stuffed into this movie. Uh, and I like that the end of the movie sets it up that we could see him again. This might not be the last we see of Zeus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I loved it a lot. I like that Korg uh, saw one of his gods there yeah! sitting on a a throne of scissors <laughs> yes. uh was sitting there which i i didn't understand why it was scissors so shout out to the new rock stars yeah breakdown video that that was like it's a throwback to that rock paper scissors right? joke <laughs> that he makes because rock beats scissors and so it's just yeah like, Oh my god, that makes so right. much I, sense, and it's just like I oh, can't wait to chef, get to the planet full of scissor people, <laughs> right? Yeah, Scissoria. <laughs> right. I like what. that he gets. He thinks he's been destroyed. He's a pile of rocks, and he's like, "No, if my head's intact, I'm still alive." I, I love Valkyrie tying him to the back of her head, <laughs> and he's got that like braid mustache. Amazing. Uh, so. This is where all of these gods d- d- dying or godlike beings dying is where I got the idea for that like bath bomb thing in the center yeah, of the yeah. candle that I described for for Thor Love and Thunder. I said it was black cherry coconut with like this hidden thing in the center that mm. after the candle burns for a while, it just starts to like bubble up with gold. G- 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 gold glitter um, mm-hmm. very glitzy and that that was fantastic to see all of this gold flying around here and there and then like man there's that one scene of valkyrie as she like does that spin move and it's all just pouring on her and she's just like yeah i love this yes <laughs> i'm like that's a valkyrie there you go mm-hmm. <laughs> i love it uh that was fantastic uh but yeah they steal the lightning bolt uh-huh steal the lightning bolt and uh leave a bunch of these gods angry uh that they killed a bunch of them i guess or at least some of the guards and they yeah. seemingly killed zeus uh but uh, i guess yeah in spoilers no he's not dead mm, um mm. and like you said he might be back down the road mm. here so yeah um but then we get the on go yeah i think we get all the hearts to hearts on the on the cocktails and dreams ship after this so i have to admit uh before we continue i didn't know it said cocktails i thought that said coconut that's why i put that in my candle uh but 
like Taika Waititi likes to wear all the Hawaiian sh- shirts yeah. and, and stuff like that. It fit regardless. Right. Uh, but right. Yeah. It's kind of, we got some beachy vibes, you know, kind of exactly. towards the end. I feel you. I feel you. Coconut's a scent of relaxation and calm. They, they have those umbrella cocktails yeah. on the <laughs> ship there. So. <laughs> yeah, Thor and Jane reconnect. Uh, which is very sweet. I also loved the extended flashback to like their budding romance and mm-hmm. all the things they got up to together. I like the two of them cuddling on the couch watching a scary movie. And then when something in the movie scares him, Thor like brandishes Mjolnir at the screen. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> it's, it's so sweet. I think the part that I got teared up at is in that flashback scene where like Jane is sleeping and, and Thor whispers to Mjolnir. I love her so much. Mjolnir, well, you will look out for her if I'm not around. And the Mjolnir glows, and Quark's narration is like, and and that acted like a spell. That was magic. Yeah, I love any time you get to see true love being like literal magic. Yeah, it's 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 them as he, they're both like drunk and in their Halloween yeah! costumes, and here's He's dressed like a hot dog, a hot dog being like Mjolnir, and take take care of her and it's magic right <laughs> uh so then yeah it is that spell that is what makes jane yeah. foster uh or what gives her the ability to pick up mjolnir mm-hmm. uh which is a little bit different from how it is in the comics um but man i loved the new attack that is yeah can like separate into all of its broken pieces and she can just like boom and it's this like scatter shot attack uh-huh. that was awesome i was like yes that is so cool that first scene where it starts to like back up i i in the movie i was like that was fucking awesome that was so great um but yeah uh, they reconnect with their relationship, but I think one of the relationships that no one saw coming uh, in this is the love triangle between Thor, Mjolnir, and Stormbreaker. Yeah, uh, that was hilarious. Mm-hmm. That, that he he's so happy to see Mjolnir back because that was the weapon uh, that made him worthy. I I guess didn't make him, but but proved that he yeah. was worthy right uh and then he has Stormbreaker now who's who's starting to get a little jealous that he wants mjolnir back uh, and mm-hmm. all, all that stuff and starts uh <laughs> doing some stuff there and he just floats up and it's like hey <laughs> don't forget about me <laughs> i i do love that these inanimate objects are bestowed with this sentience one yes. of my favorite mcu characters is dr strange's cloak uh, yeah, I feel like all these guys are be friends. We 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 need a a, a eventual like inanimate object Avengers oh my God. team. It's right. The Forget like it's the League of Mjolnir. Super Pets. We need right. the, the League of Objects. Inanimate Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> it's a stop motion film. <laughs> exactly. Oh man. Um. But uh, yeah, shortly after that is when they get to the Shadow Realm. Um, And this has to be one of my favorite visual looks that they have done in the MCU period. The the way that this 
realm is infected by the necros horde i mean it already is the shadow realm right mm. but it's just there there is no light there there right there there is you can see the, the whole thing is in black and white is essentially what it is uh except for things that give off light uh so like zeus's lightning bolt or when thor calls electricity uh down lightning it has that like bluish glow um but man just the way they lit this this black and white uh scenes in this seemingly like lower gravity as they like stop and the rocks kick up and start floating up and just stunning just Mm -hmm. visually stunning um and yeah, it, it especially I, I think it was especially bold that they did that when you look at the past two Thor movies or, or this one and the previous mm. one. And the whole thing is that they were taking those drab and dreary first two Thors, yeah. which weren't as drab or dreary as we right. remember them, but they 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 were mm. pretty dull in comparison right and they were just ratcheting it up to like let's make lime greens and sky blues and cyans and magentas and golds and and just everything is super saturated to now black and white and just like that visual punch is just whoa this looks cool Mm -hmm. so what did you think of the shadow realm it was such a neat thing to see in the trailers it was something that made me extra excited for this movie. But I also kind of wish I had no idea that was coming. And suddenly the movie just is black and white. That would have been kind of cool. Su- yeah. What a surprise. Yeah. Um, man, I, I liked it a lot. I, I'm hoping we get to explore more of these realms here. What exactly is the Shadow Realm? We don't. Well, that's where Yu Gi Oh banishes monsters, right? <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it in one. We're done. Wrap it up. <laughs> Podcast over. I'm not going to hit the button to end this uh, prematurely <laughs> here like I did on the captain's log. We accidentally. need a fake ending button. I should. I should put that in. Uh, no. Uh, or, or just something that rolls credits. Get the. the, what's, the what's the. the, we the make meme credits of the, to roll. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> The whatnots is brought to you by right has all of that <laughs> stuff on there. Um, no, like I, I, yeah, I, I, I hope we get to explore more of these realms. Um, and I'll, I had, I, I have a theory for where the MCU is going mm. that I mentioned on our reactions uh, to Miss Marvel. I'll, I'll kind of do a short one when we explain some stuff at the end here of uh this but we have a lot more realms this word keeps Mm -hmm. popping up uh in the mcu and uh i I think i know where this is going and i think my theory still stands Um, yeah but yeah and i'm i we still don't know much about the shadow realm or the the nor realm mm. or dimension or the, the mm. quantum realm there's so many soon. of these things that are like 
we know that they exist. We know that there is some new perspective, some new way to see reality or something like that. Um, and we just haven't gotten to explore them properly yet. Um, but but yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they fight gore. This is where we kind of learn that. Well, I mean, we, we knew it was a trap, uh, but they uh. go in there and fully are like, yep. Okay, our suspicions were right. This was a trap. Gore needs the Bifrost uh, to get to eternity, uh, which mm. is basically this uh, being is. at the center of the universe that is also a location. Uh, and to to enter the like holiest of holies of eternity, mm. you need the Bifrost, and so. Gore needs Stormbreaker. That's what he needs. Um, mm-hmm. And this whole thing was to get his axe. Um, and the after a brief fight, uh, and realizing that the kids aren't there, uh, they try to go back and lick their wounds. But Gore gets a hold of Stormbreaker and opens up yeah. uh, this this portal to eternity. Um, and so the Thor team, Revengers 2.0, um, need to go back and finish getting the kids excuse mm. me, um, and uh, save the day. Which they do, but they leave Jane Foster behind because now that she's yeah. been separated from Mjolnir just a little bit, that cancer is really kicking her mm. ass. Um, and again, she just faints like I, I don't want to take that away from her. But like it, it's I, I feel like that depiction of cancer could have been better. Um, uh-huh. Oh, well, but we do finally get to see her like in the hospital, like actually sick, like, hey, you, like you no longer can be in this fight. Like you, you need to mm-hmm. stay, stay, mm-hmm. stay here. Uh, and so Thor uh kind of goes basically by himself uh to yeah. go confront gore and save the kids uh and when he gets there there's this big kind of f- final fight scene uh which consists of thor basically giving all of these kids yes. his power he he makes for limited them time all only Thors. yeah for limited time only <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I thought that was awesome. I yes. I loved that fight scene as much as I feel like the the whole plot line about kidnapping the kids yeah. didn't really need to be there. Mm-hmm. This to me was movie magic. I, like, yeah, I, this is man. How many t- times have I, as a kid, imagined myself as a superhero? How many t- t- times have I seen kids? playing spider-man or iron man or batman and stuff like that and just imagining themselves out there saving people and here's a scene where literally a whole group of them become thor and just start whooping on all of these these guys how cool is that that's like thor's like okay Go, go get weapons. Go get anything. So the kids grab like rocks or like discarded blades or whatever. And one little kid's just still got their their stuffed rabbit. Like I don't want anything yeah, else. She's just like, my Rah! rabbit will protect me. <laughs> yeah. Lasers shoot out of the rabbit's eyes. I, Amazing. I, I love the shot of it. I love the like 
tree visual of the power flowing yeah. out of Stormbreaker to this like web of kids. And I do love any time a superhero movie lets civilians get involved with the fight where they're not just collateral damage. They're not just something for you to worry about, for you to protect. I love when anybody's mm-hmm. like, no, I want in. What can we'll I give do? give you some agency. We'll give you something to work yeah. with here. Um, yeah. And, yeah and, and just to to like let the kids be kids in a weird sense because mm-hmm. you know that they're out there and new as guard just being yeah. like no i'm thor this time you were thor last time yeah. <laughs> right and like now they actually get to be him and like use his powers and just man imagine them going back home to like tell their family and all of this stuff like mom mom you should have seen it i got to and the monster died. and they're just like uh-huh sure honey right like <laughs> imagine imagine the actors those kids will be those those two playwrights they're gonna have a whole like children's theater season of these kids retelling their tales goodness gracious yeah they'll have their non-christmas norse asgardian holiday kids play right where they get to <laughs> do all of that all of that stuff man yeah i i really really enjoyed that scene that was the moment mm-hmm. of the movie that made me t- t- tear up like, again yeah. not because it was sad but just like man i remember when into yeah. the spider verse came out it was the same kind of feeling for me to see that movie and to see it just be incredible and to to know that, hey, here I am, a white kid that grew mm. up with Peter Parker. Now people have Miles Morales and there's yeah. young black kids that not, not, not only have his comics, but now a Spider-Man movie where a black kid is Spider-Man and it's a freaking great movie. Yeah. Like that's awesome uh and so just like for them to be able to share in that joy i was just like this is amazing i love this uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah good stuff. i think that good is stuff with that a real highlight of the movie mm-hmm. indeed uh but yeah they beat all of the shadow monsters and thor gets to um well as as they beat all of the the uh shadow monsters jane foster shows up as thor and ooh, it's uh, supposed to be one of the gut punches of the film. Mm. I think it is successful. There is real no, mm. there, there, there is no line really shared. Like, Jane, what yeah. are you doing here? I told you to stay. Yeah. Yeah. It's just this silent, like, hmm. yeah. Uh, all right. Like, here we go. I, I, <laughs> I like that. I like that he's like, What's like, we can't take you back from this now. The second you pick up the hammer, it doesn't matter how long you are, Thor. I can't send you back now. And I, I understand and respect why you wanted to be here, why this matters to you. And I I, I accept that. I'm going to have to live with this. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, they end up uh, breaking the Necro Sword. Uh, in a really, really cool way. Mjolnir, as they shatter the sword, Mjolnir scatters and, like, collects the pieces inside yeah. it. And yeah. then Jane calls down the lightning and, and smashes it um, uh, inside Mjolnir. That was pretty cool. 
she got her triumphant moments to to be like, you can call me the mighty Thor or Dr. Jane Foster. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that she's like, I am a doctor in all situations, regardless of whether I'm in space or a different realm or I something. I have title. a PhD. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Which is similar to the scene in Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey, right? Where no. where, where where she where she is like, hey, yeah. I actually have a PhD and like you, you will refer to me as Dr. Harleen Quinzel. Uh, <laughs> stuff like that so the, the, that was neat um but yeah uh the portal to eternity has already been uh, 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 opened and so they they wander inside uh and yet again there is just this stunning visual display of gore kneeling in front of eternity this physical character of eternity that appears as just this like a, appears as like the outline of the character yeah. but the inside is just a galaxy yes i loved this this is one of my favorite things in the movie it's so cool it's right out of the comics i'd love to see it on in three dimensions on screen because this is outline this die cut of eternity and the right. galaxy inside has depth it has dimension to it. There's the just the vaguest shadow feels of a face. 3D. Yes, yeah. Yeah. It feels exactly the way it's supposed to. I think Marvel's been doing such a good job at this visualization of these things. Like, uh, I, I think, I, I, I hope something everybody can agree on in the Eternals is that those Celestials looked really cool. They They're did. massive, massive, unbelievably huge the scale of them the texture of them i think the mcu does really well with these things that could come off as kind of cheesy or underwhelming otherwise yeah indeed um and so yeah there's just this kind of end moment this kind of reconciliation between thor and gugor this understanding that like hey i'm really only here to resurrect my daughter mm-hmm. like that's the only thing that i want and if that means yeah. uh, like i need to give up my life for her, her hers then yes that's what i will do but i don't want her to be alone that's what mm-hmm. like that's partly what drove gore to doing what he did just like he lost everyone and everything and he was completely alone um and it, 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 especially that alone feeling of praying out to a god and having them not respond. Yeah. Right? At, at least in a meaningful way. Um, of course, Gore gets to actually meet and confront that god, but the god is dismissive and didn't mm-hmm. hear his prayer and didn't even know like who he was and all that mm. stuff. Um, so... It, yeah, we get that where Gore resurrects his daughter. Uh, Jane Foster is dying in Thor's arms um, in, in, in this place. And yeah, there's this understanding that Thor is now going to take care of Gore's daughter, um, which is in not something that I expected. That's is not yeah. how the comics t- turn out. Uh, Thor 
does have children in the comics. He has mm. th- he has three daughters, uh, and uh, they they, they all kind of have this like Powerpuff girl aesthetic, where one's a blonde, yeah. one's a brunette, and one's a redhead. Um, and they all have like some kind of Thor like powers. Um, but uh, yeah, was not not expecting this to kind of be the culmination of yeah. the film here. Uh, and then by the end of that, we see uh, sometime down the road. I'm not sure if it said exactly how long down the road, mm. uh, but Thor and uh, Gore's daughter are living in a new household. Uh, and they are just trying to be the best gods yeah. that they can be and protect people and do good and love one another and spread some joy. Uh, and yeah, that is how the movie gets its name. Thor, love and thunder. Love is the daughter and Thor is thunder, uh, which I thought so that was sweet. Kind of sweet. Yeah. So, yeah, I I was also very surprised by this ending. I like the message that. Gore goes there for vengeance, saying, I'm going to kill all the gods. And Thor says, what is that really going to do for you that won't bring her back? You can bring her back. Yeah. And I suppose there's some limit to the magic where Gore could only bring her back. He can't bring himself back from the brink of death. So yeah, the, and, and Thor's just lost Jane. Jane has died in his arms. They have a very beautiful final moment together. And Thor's like, I need to keep my heart open. I can't be closed off. Uh, I, I am here to love. That is the best of myself. And I, I will adopt mm-hmm. your daughter. Something yeah. that hasn't been brought up again, which is part of the surprise. That, like any sort of theme of, of fatherhood or of a, a generation hasn't really come up with Thor before. So it really does surprise you. But I like it that in that moment, he's like, what else can I do? Of course, yeah. I'll take her in. I'll raise her as my own. We'll be a family. Yeah. They live in this cute little house. He makes her pan flaps for breakfast. He, he smushes pancakes and flapjacks together, calls them pan flaps. It's great. Good old dad energy. Pan right. flaps. So sweet. I lo- and I like that her final outfit that we see her in, she's wearing this like green hoodie and a purple vest, which are these like Hulk colors. And it reminds you of. Thor's friendship with Hulk in, in Ragnarok. It reminds you of when him and Loki go down to Earth and he's got like uh, the purple and green like in his outfit, in his mm-hmm. civilian clothes, kind of to, to, to preview that Hulk's coming up later. Yeah. And it's also, I don't think it's intentional, but it's a nice echo to Kamala's parents making her the Hulk and Hulk Jr. costumes for her and her dad. Amazing. <laughs> Big Hulk and small Hulk. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I want to talk about some interesting things in this scene mm-hmm. here. Uh, this character, Gore's daughter, I don't think they officially name her, do they? Is she credited I don't think so. as, as a did she No, have a name no, he that? never refers to her by name. He, think he, just, he just calls her my love. And then, okay. uh, and so, then Korg calls her love, but we don't know if that's literal or, or metaphorical. So there's a really, really interesting scene when Gore resurrects her and she walks over to him. And this this whole place is this like like bright white, like yeah. infinity. You can't see all that stuff. But yes. the, the floor is like in, in like a couple inches of water that they're there. Yes. It's not it's not much. It, it's all reflective. Um, 
And in like it starts out on go 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 and in the water's reflection you see the daughter but the daughter is in the same yes. outline as eternity uh in this like galaxy looking mm-hmm. design and as the camera pans up you then see the real her um there so i we mentioned new rock stars once before new rock stars took this in the direction of that character her name is love and there is actually a character in the marvel comics that is the embodiment of love i know nothing about her was she part of that like big pantheon of celestial beings that we that appeared way back when when we read infinity gauntlet we're infinity gauntlet a graphic novel where a bunch of people show up for a couple panels potentially uh just yeah of that kind of pantheon ish yeah um that's not a character i thought of or knew Mm. i mean not that i would think of her i don't know what books she's been in um yeah there is another character that looks exactly like that like so they they, when new rock stars brought up their thing they like here's love and it's her in this like pink toga with these like flower things on, on it there is a marvel character by the name of singularity that is she looks like a young girl, but her body is a ga- 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 galaxy. Like it wow. is the, like that star looking thing there. That's who I thought the character was. Uh-huh. I'm going to say that's probably not her. However, uh-huh. l- l- leans into my theory of where the universe is g- 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 going. So the character of Singularity first appeared in the more recent Secret Wars comics. Uh, and in yeah, is just this kind of odd being that they don't really know what happened to how she exists, all that stuff. Um, not much really ever became of her uh, outside of that, which is why I'm like, I don't think that's Singularity because there's no real mm-hmm. like important thing ex- yeah. outside of secret war she debuted in secret war huh yeah interesting um but uh, yeah i just i don't know who that character is i uh so i don't it's, really know what to make of her yet yeah i think it's exciting that we we've talked about how the mcu is building up the squad of young avengers and then we get yeah. this edition who isn't uh, it seems really outside of that besides being a, a young child of a superhero like oh i don't think there's a, a direct like young avengers type uh corollary to you she seems mm-hmm. a lot more uh original like she's a bunch of other things kind of stuck together and i like i like that possibility i like that real wild swing that among yeah. these characters who we know we're looking forward to we've got Kamala Khan and Elijah Bradley and 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 Kate and Yelena and everybody in stature. They were also mm-hmm. going to have love, uh, and then maybe <laughs> Korg's rock child him with his boyfriend Dwayne. Yeah, <laughs> Dwayne the Rock. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah. So I I just don't know what to make of her yet, and that is yeah. both exciting and interesting i'm just like where is this mm. going like yeah. what is happening here i, I, yeah. I don't know i don't understand that is 
That's also kind of how I left this movie. Like, I, I had a lot of fun. It was really sweet. It didn't quite, like, crack the world open the way I feel like we look for a lot of things to do now. Mm-hmm. I don't think it, like, really gave you that MCU galaxy brain the way, like, uh, No Way Home or Multiverse of Madness did. But I, I really like the character journeys. I like the heart of it. I like the surprises. Mm-hmm. And I do like we've got this sort of new addition that's kind of come out of left field and really could be anything and has a lot of potential for it. For sure. I, yeah. I also just like that, uh, even if it doesn't mean anything for, like, plot mythology, just the idea of, like, Thor's going to take her over to, like, visit Pepper and Morgan, or maybe they'll go to Clint's farm or something. I just like, you know, these Avengers, like, having kids. Like, I would I would love to see more moments of them just, like, being friends and, like, hanging out with each other yes. and their kids hanging out with each other. That's nice Absolutely. to imagine. That would be great. Um, yeah, I, I liked this movie a lot. I think there's never a bit of it that felt boring or slow. Yeah, um, I, I thought it was paced really, really well. But yeah, there's that one plot about the kids being kidnapped that didn't really seem to fit with the rest of everything right. other than. And just it's like, not like what if we and it's not subpar. It's not like any of the kids right. are annoying. You just sort of. it Right. It doesn't feel like they needed that to get to where they needed to get at the end of the movie. But it, the good things do come out of it. We do. Mm-hmm. Love, we love all the kids being little warriors. Yeah. I, I I loved all the characters in here. It was great to catch up with Valkyrie. Yeah. Uh, I, I wish we got more of her, but uh, what we right. got was fantastic. Um, I, I Something else. I remember like a lot of speculation being like, who, who's going to die? Is Valkyrie going to die? Is Thor going to die? And the only people who die at the end of this are Gore, the villain, which you expect, and Jane, who entered the story with a terminal disease. Like there aren't, I like that the story didn't feel like it needed to kill anybody beyond the characters who did seem, according to some sort of plot logic, kind of marked for death for the beginning. It didn't feel the yeah. need to like, ha, surprise, somebody's yeah. dead. I, I, I think people were kind of hoping that no one died, especially after Thor Ragnarok when almost everyone oh, yeah. died. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so good stuff with all of that. Mm-hmm. End credit scenes. Let's talk uh-huh. about those next. Um, Hercules. Hercules. Yeah. So Say his Zeus name. is Here not is. dead. Zeus is not dead indeed. And he's he's she's just like, oh, man, that that gosh darn Thor. Don't we hate him? We do. Hercules, my son, go get him. And he's just like, yes, father. Um, yeah. Hercules is definitely a Marvel character I've seen here and there. <laughs> confirmed factual yeah i i have real no attachment to the character that could be an yeah. interesting thing we do on the review show as like an end of the like i i i think there is a longer run on a hercules comic Ooh, that yeah. we could potentially do that'd be interesting to check out at some point mm-hmm. um, but yeah i have no real attachment to the character so seeing him was like okay cool like there's just yeah, no I, excitement there for me right, on I, that i think it's gonna be fun i think the concept of a hercules sounds fun but yeah i have no uh direct personal attachment to him yeah. i just think it's nift i i think it's nifty that we could he seems like a character who could show up in a lot of different situations and contexts like yep. what story doesn't need a hercules added in he could meet she hulk he could meet anybody yeah 
And he's like yeah. a name everybody knows, like everybody in our world knows. So we couldn't encounter any character. And they were like, Hercules, Hercules is real. Indeed, indeed. Um, so here's here's where here, here's how I found that scene interesting. This gets back to my theory of where I think the MCU is going. Mm. Most people right now think it's gearing up towards secret wars. And I don't blame them. They're probably right. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that says, hey, secret wars. It's kind of what we're going for. But my theory is, what if it's not? What if it's actually War of the Realms? Which yeah. was the culmination of Jason Aaron's run on Thor, which started with Thor the God Butcher through Jane Foster Thor all the way to War of the Realms. Uh, and it is in the comics a war between the nine realms. They're kind of split up and all that stuff. Uh, but it is orchestrated by Malekith, who was the mm. villain of Thor 2 if you remember yes. in that movie there. So Malekith is no longer around, but in the MCU, we are getting a lot more of these realms. Yeah. And a good number of them seem to be pretty angry, right? There's something happening in the dark dimension, according to the, uh, the, the Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Oh, yeah. Um, we now know that the gods are angry at Thor. Um, we now like there was uh, Talo in Shang-Chi, which they were more peaceful, but yeah. still there was a lot that happened in the in in the midst of their land. I can see how some of them might be like, all right, guys, what the hell? Right. Um, or, hey, they might side with Earth. Who knows? Um, but, yeah, I can just see like the quantum realm, something going real bad in that and them being mad mm -hmm. at Scott Lang. Uh, and just all of these realms have a very good potential to be mad at the heroes, mad at Avengers or just superheroes. I can see a big war kind of happening between them. Um, and especially as we get closer to the Fantastic Four uh, coming into the MCU, of course, people are uh, wanting to see Doctor Doom now. The yes. more recent Secret Wars was orchestrated by Doctor Doom. So even though I say War of the Realms, I'm wondering if it's more War of the Realms and Secret War mixed into one mm. big thing. Uh, because Doctor Doom, which was potentially leaked, uh, that there is a Doctor <laughs> Doom project. Who knows? There's a Doctor Doom stuff. something. Yeah, maybe. Um Doctor Doom discovering these other realms and manipulating them into a war to fight so that he ends up on top. Sounds a lot like Doctor Doom, like that's, classic that's, Doom. That's exactly that sounds exactly like he 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 would be up for what he would do. So I think he could take the place of Malekith in War of the Realms. Um, I, I know realms, especially when it comes to Thor, is a little tricky because the nine realms yeah. seem to work a little differently than. Yeah, like, they're, they're more the like planets. Realm. Yeah, well, they're, they're not planets exactly, but they do seem like places you can go to in right. space. But even that, we don't know exactly how that works. Um, So it's potentially we could still count them as 
realms there and then are all of these other pantheons are those considered realms there too or is it just like here's the like we we, we have the realm of uh the ancestral plane from wakanda we have yeah. the duat the egyptian afterlife from moon knight so mm -hmm. i'm wondering if like the afterlife is technically one realm and then heaven or the the afterlife is like a, a split realm here where there's like the heaven equivalents and then the like hell equivalents in in mm. there and all that i have no idea but i'm i'm wondering if war yeah. of the realms is on its way in some Could way be. shape or form they, they and do you like to, to borrow names of yeah. marvel comics events but not really do the exact mm. same thing so that's mm. why it's like well maybe if they replace this thing and do that like it can still be war of the realms but who knows but mm -hmm. and then to get to the final post-credit scene it's mm -hmm. just a, a nice moment of jane arriving in valhalla and heimdall's there to greet her <laughs> You just get to see Valhalla, no just like flopping yeah. arm of of right. Sith. Yeah, it, it doesn't it doesn't do much, but it's just very nice to see. Very heartwarming. So, a little bit of spoilers for the comics uh, and what happens to Jane Foster uh, in the comics. She does mm. die, uh, and she goes to Valhalla, and she becomes a Valkyrie. Uh, which is really, really cool. And I really hope we get more Valkyries uh, in the future yeah. of stuff, because I think Tessa Thompson's character of Valkyrie <laughs> could could use some companionship. Right. Yes. Um, and I, I think that'd be really, really cool. I could see them doing a Disney Plus show of oh. valkyrie especially because they haven't done a disney plus show in that kind of corner of the mcu yeah they haven't that'd be well i i, I guess loki but loki is so removed from yeah. all of that, that yeah is, you, you know it's just there but i i i would like to see something like that um yeah or even just like i would love if there was a fake travelogue video on disney plus like it's it's a not one of these scripted series, but it is a one-off special like Disney Plus would have a special about like, here's behind the scenes at Walt Disney World. Just here's behind the scenes at New Asgard. Yeah. I, just a 45-minute one-off special like that. What What is the like tourist commercial that they have put out there, right, to, to advertise? Like, remember those old uh, sandals? commercials oh, yes. for like the the vac the vac vacation dest destinations like i want to see a sandals commercial but for a new ass card <laughs> that'd be really funny um, mm -hmm. but yeah I, I i don't think we're necessarily done with jane foster in the mcsu i yeah. I, I do hope I that they make her a valkyrie and that she can appear down the road in a cameo or two or a show or yeah. something or, or, like that. Or just just knowing that she's uh, since we've been spending so much time exploring different forms of the afterlife that we could see her again in some sort of ghostly or an angelic form, you know, like sure. a, a spirit yeah. from beyond who will will offer you assistance or guidance or something. 
Indeed, indeed. Yeah, in in the comics, she has the power, uh, like one of her new powers as a Valkyrie uh, is that she can see when people are about to die. Like there is oh. this like thing on top of their head. And if it's super small, then they're not going to die soon. But if this like giant death ball on top of their head is ginormous, then it's like, oh, shit, something's about to happen that that person is about to die. Um, and so she kind of has to deal with this weight of like, I know you're about to die, but I can't necessarily save you or if i save you from this one thing it's like something else will happen uh uh, that will kill you um and and so i think that would that 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 would be an interesting thing to explore um especially as a doctor and as a scientist and as someone who just wants to help people i don't think she's an md (laughs) no 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 no. not that yeah in the Valkyrie comics, uh, she does end up working at a morgue uh, to, oh. to be like still be in her like doctor scientist yeah. role thing. Uh, but then can I think she can also can she talk to the dead people? I don't remember. That'd be fun. Oh, I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, she ends up taking a j- j- job at a more it, it might just be to help ferry those people to their after life right um something like that as is the mm-hmm. j- j- job of the valkyries so mm-hmm. there you go that's thor uh, love and thunder we do get the title card at the end that says thor will return which feels good feels good every time you see one of those yeah. Uh, I also want to shout out the end credits design, how everybody gets their name in a different cool 80s font. Cool. Yeah. Like rock and roll metal baby yeah. font. That was fun. Um, it's, it says Thor will return. We also did recently learn that Thor is no longer under contract or Chris Hemsworth is no longer under contract. Uh, but he also did say, hey, I will play this character yeah. until they kick me out. <laughs> so mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm sure there he, he will be back. But also, you never know. Thor could be Jane Foster somehow again. Right. You don't know. Thor, Thor is a title. Yeah. Love as the yeah. new Thor. As right. Uh, Thor Jr. Yeah. Who knows? I, I do like that we've I do like the idea of having one of the original shawarma six still hanging around like Tony's dead. Natasha's dead. Steve is old slash possibly on the moon. Hawkeye's just going to go retire on his farm, which he ought to do. Bruce, we repeatedly see around, but like due to contract, I don't know if Marvel can have the like Thor solo title. I forget how those like contract dealings work. Uh, well, the uh, Hulk solo title. Like, I don't think they can do the Hulk solo title. I forget if they can or not. Can, I've said this can't. before. This isn't new, I, Kyle. That's a I, phrase I've said before. Maybe I didn't realize it or stuff, but that is brilliant. Especially as <laughs> we're both lost hands and you know, the, the Oceanic Six, the Shawarma right. Six. Right. Um, I like that there's one member of the Shawarma Six who we can count on to like be a protagonist that every once in a while we'll keep coming back to and see like an extended journey 
from yeah. that character in different phases of their life. Indeed. Um, and yeah, in, in that Thor run by Jason Aaron, we see Thor throughout the ages. Like we see yeah. King Thor, uh, who, you know, has his eye patch and he's king of Asgard. And he has the big old white bushy beard. Uh, and then we see like young Thor and, and stuff yeah. like that. And that would be an interesting way to recast, but tell Thor stories way before the Avengers existed. Uh, like all, all right, of that tell, stuff. Tell the time he met Kingo. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That would be fantastic. Um, so, yeah. Thor, Thor, Thor as an immortal character uh, yeah. is... is interesting of what they could do with him in the mcu so we shall see we shall see mm -hmm. who knows we could be in our 60s and 70s and get a a, a, <sighs> a new thor movie with chris hemsworth still playing thor <laughs> As, wow <laughs> what a thing to look forward wild, to right god i would <laughs> I would love that. I ho I would love to see this thing persist. <laughs> Interesting. The year is 2079. They haven't said the word mutant out loud yet. <laughs> no, no, please. No. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's Thor love and thunder. I, I, I had a blast with this. I don't think yeah. this is incredible. Right. But I uh -huh. think this is solid. This is a good Thor. Yeah movie i think it is my favorite of the thor movies but yeah. like i said because i feel like it matured uh mm. it has more of these emotional stories in there it gave it more room to breathe mm. unfortunately it's still not enough but i think they were mm. successful and and yes. what they did did here so i i, I liked it a lot mm. I, liked it. I liked it um final thoughts anything else you want to say or shout mm. out Ah, I, I'm just still hoping for a battle set to Mary J. Blige's family affair from this, from any film, any film or television show. Please give that to me. Thank you. Good stuff. Good stuff. Indeed. Uh, well, that wraps up our reaction, our, our spoiler cast uh, mm. to Thor, Love and Thunder. Melissa, where can the people find you on the Internet? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Wilkywit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. And listen to my other podcasts, Saturday Morning Obscurities, where me and my brother Jams talk about weird old kid shows you feel like only you remember. There you go. Um, oh, come on. The thing's not even hitting the thing. Uh, there we go. Uh, you guys can find me at Yo Kyle Springer. Uh, and if you guys would like to stay up to date with all of the stuff that we do here at The Whatnots, we are at The Whatnots on Twitter. So please go like, share, and subscribe. Tell a friend, telephone, no matter what realm they might be in. Mm. That would help us out a ton. This has been The Whatnots Reactor Core number 75. We will see you all next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.